Psalm 70. This short psalm is given to us by the inspiration of God and through the psalmist's personal experiences of begging God to hurry in His deliverance. If, if you are trusting entirely in Him, and you know that He is the Lord God of heaven, there is no disrespect or irreverence in telling Him to hurry. And you'll see it in the beginning and the end of this psalm that the psalmist does that. And how he prays for his enemies to be turned around backward and put to confusion. But he prays for all those that rejoice and trust in the salvation of God to be blessed and to be able to say continually, let God be magnified because he does many things for us for which he should be magnified. Though we could magnify him whether he did anything for us or not. Because he's worthy to be magnified. Stand with me please and let us read this in unison together. Psalm 70. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, Aha! Aha! Let all those that seek Thee rejoice and be glad in Thee. And let such as love Thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying. Amen and amen. You may be seated. A short psalm. God inspired this psalm, so these words are important for us to learn to think this way and to speak this way. There we have the word haste. Two times in the first verse and again in the fifth verse. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. You will, at times in your life, be dependent upon the Lord for Him to come to your aid. And there is nothing wrong if you are putting your trust in Him and know that He is the Lord of heaven, worthy of all your reverence, to say, hurry, Lord, hurry, lest my soul be swallowed up with grief and fear, lest my enemies take advantage of me. Hurry, O Lord. There's nothing wrong with saying that. The psalmist knew how to pray to the Lord. These are inspired instructions for us to learn as well. He prays against his enemies in verse 2. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. These were God's enemies as well as David's enemies who despised him. You must remember that David's popularity was a cause for great jealousy in the nation of Israel. And while God did not deliver him to the throne of Israel, it appeared very obvious that there were many troubles in his life. And many would laugh at him. Consider and remember how Nabal treated a request by David's servants to honor him. And how 
Nabal simply called him a runaway servant. Do you remember? In 1 Samuel 25. This is typical of some of David's enemies that laughed at him while Saul chased him like an animal. And he had to go and live among the Philistines. And yet he says here, O Lord, let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. He knew that he was God's choice. He knew that of all the tribes of Israel, God had chosen Judah. Of all the families of Judah, God had chosen Jesse. Of all the sons of Jesse, the Lord liked me. He knew that. And so this isn't just personal revenge against some little personal enemy. This is revenge against men like Nabal and Eda and uh, Obed, Odeg and other enemies of God that David prays this way. And he says, let them be ashamed and confounded and turn backward and put to confusion that are looking to hurt me. Let them be turned back for reward of their shame that laugh at me. And so we have in our King James Bibles the laughter of the enemies of the psalmist in verse 3. But he goes on to verse 4 to strike a great contrast and a great divide on how he wants the Lord to treat the, the inhabitants of Israel. He says, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. See, it's by reading to verse 4 that we find out that those mentioned in verses 2 and 3 are not merely David's enemies, but also the enemies of God. They did not rejoice in the Lord. They were not glad in Him. And so he says, for those that do seek the Lord and rejoice and are glad in Him, and, and those that love the salvation of God, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Let God be magnified. This is one of the two or three places in the Bible where we are given this particular utterance of praise and thanksgiving and worship to God. Let God be magnified. Now, God is magnified. His glory is great. But when we say, let God be magnified, we want to give expression to it ourselves. And we want to magnify Him before others. And we want to remind others that He is worthy of being magnified. And so we say, let God be magnified. Because these people love the Lord. And when, when the Lord is favorable toward His people... These cries should come out of their lips all the time. And even when He isn't favorable toward us, Lord, give us the strength to be able to say, let God be magnified as well. Because if God is magnified by adversity in our life, let Him be magnified that way. He is worthy, and we are unworthy. And if He chooses to do that through us, that He still is worthy of being magnified. This is the great contrast that the psalmist prayed for the difference between the enemies of God and those that love the Lord and His salvation. But he concludes again with his need for help. I am poor and needy. This is humbling yourself before the Lord. This is a man that is of a poor and contrite spirit. He is not looking to his own ability or power to deliver himself. He says to the Lord very simply, I am poor and needy. I need your help. Make haste unto me, O Lord. O God, help me. Help me now. Hurry and help me, or I'll be swallowed up. Thou art my help and my deliverer. I can't do it. I'm subject to whatever their plans might be, unless you deliver me. O Lord, make no tarrying. You know, the Lord tarries sometimes, and we know He's tarrying. We know that He could answer sooner. But we trust His timing 
But though we trust His timing, that doesn't mean we don't ask for Him to make haste and come and help us. Make no tarrying, O Lord. This short psalm should teach us how to pray. Ask yourself, do you pray this way? Do you tell the Lord to hurry? Do you humble yourself before Him and tell Him that you are poor and needy and that the Lord is your help and deliverer and the only way you're going to get out of your situation is if the Lord delivers you? If you do that, the Lord will hear your cry. Do you tell Him to hurry when you need His help? Do you pray against the enemies of God and do you pray for all the people of God? That's in verses 2 through 4. May the Lord bless us to pray this way. Lord, make no tarrying. Come and help us. We are all poor and needy. We are all trusting You as our help and our deliverer. Make no tarrying, O Lord our God. Come and help us. Turn our enemies to confusion and cause us to say always, let God be magnified. Amen.